kings, queens, and everyone in between. You are tuned in to BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. This is the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. Thank you guys so much for joining me on your Wednesday morning. I'm really excited for today's episode. For our interview and our mix today, we have the one and only head of Vitamin 1K, a lovely guy. (laughs) We've got Adware, not in the studio, but on the recording. So excited to get to that interview. We're just going to have this song kind of set the mood. You guys are listening to Breathe by Cassian. So excited to get to the interview. It's going to start right after the song, so make sure to keep it locked. And then for the second hour of the show, as always, we've got a guest mix. We've got some great techno for you guys. Make sure to keep it locked. You guys are tuned in to BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. This is the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. I'm your host, DJ Nev808. A great Wednesday morning to all of you. I mean, what can you do? Anyway, okay, you know what? Let's um, let's roll into things. So, real quick, just uh, let let the audience know who we're talking to. Give you know DJ name, real name, whatever you like to go by, pronouns, and um, you know where you're from, what you do. Give yourself a little a little introduction. What's going on? I'm White. My DJ name is Adware. Um, I run Vitamin One Thousand. 
Um, my pronouns are he, him. Yeah, I like to make experiences, fun, fun places and times for people, good music. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to be part of the community here and be a part of a... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, strengthening the dance music community here and mm -hmm. on a global scale too. Just helping SF kind of get recognized as more of a place for this, and then hopefully further kind of push positive change here to just kind of make the whole ecosystem stronger and more vibrant. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, we throw we throw parties at clubs and <laughs> we throw warehouse yeah, raves. Do. We throw desert raves. We have a residency on Hyde FM. Shout out to Hyde FM all the time. Um, yeah. Great. That's no, that was great. Do. That was a great introduction. Um, so usually how we how we start things here is taking, you know, setting the scene a little bit, going back in time a little bit, talking about um, kind of like as early back as you want to go, as you think is relevant, but like did you have a musical childhood? Were you playing instruments? You know, what kind of stuff were you listening to mm. if you went to like middle school Wyatt mm. and looked on your iPod <laughs> touch? You know, what, what would you It's been a find? long journey. It's, <laughs> we've come a long way since then. But um, yeah, growing up, um, my dad is a, an extremely talented guitar player. Um, so he was always in bands and just like always kind of encouraging music in the house and always, yeah, encouraged me just trying to pick up learning instruments or just understanding music in some way um so when i was in like fourth grade i was playing guitar um and for a while after i, I kept playing it through middle school but um yeah i was not a great student or a uh, child in a lot of ways <laughs> so i was yeah not really super uh good at pursuing any one particular thing you could say mm -hmm. but um yeah, I grew up listening to like a lot of just like classic rock and stuff. Um, but I think my first kind of like favorite thing I heard was Van Halen. Sorry. And I remember just being like blown away by the synths. Um, huh. 1984, yeah. the intro track into Jump. I was like, wow, this is like rock music, but like that just sounds sick. Yeah. I had no idea what it was. Totally. And then, uh, yeah, I listened to just like a lot of rock and stuff throughout like elementary, middle school, and then started like picking up on other like kinds of rock music that had more of that like electronic layer to it so in middle school i was listening to a lot of like lincoln park i really liked their sampling aspect and like they had the reanimated album or something and it was like mm -hmm. the one it has like a mech on the front and it's just like chopped to like crazy huh. flips of all their stuff um, i really liked muse they had a lot of like synths and stuff um and then at some point, everything changed when I learned about Dead Mouse. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> probably when I was like eleven or something. Uh huh. Um, well, so it's pretty young. I feel like that—that's one of the earliest like introductions to dance music that yeah. we've had. So yeah, right was... when I got my first, there was an iPhone 3G. Tight. I think in like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, but you were high. Um, I got an like a DJ app and just downloaded. Oh wow. Um, I think it was random album title by Dead Mouse. Uh -huh. Whatever has like uh, I remember. Uh, what else is on that one? So there I was. There's a bunch of bangers, um, and I was just like mixing songs from the album into each other at my brother's like third birthday party or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
like like into on your own or like in yeah. for the party for the party i was like it's like a in, party in, we're gonna play some music nice my uh-huh. mom was like these kids are like three they don't want to hear house music <laughs> <laughs> and i was like this isn't house music because yeah, I, yeah. I didn't Shut even up, know mom. what it was it was house music but um that's crazy though that's like really um so you've been yeah you, you were djing on your phone from like 11 yeah that's yeah and Damn, so then you've been about it in like freshman year of high school i made some new friends and just got exposed to like a lot of other new stuff um i got really into like justice and daft punk and skrillex and then a lot of like um what else was i like, listening to then a lot of like throughout high school i was listening to a lot of like indie electronic you could call it i guess like ghostly international stuff that's like kind of blurred lines with other styles but like still very much an electronic composition of some sort um and then i was in leadership class and my role was to dj i was just like the school dj um so i'd play music at lunch uh that's crazy where'd you go to school i I went to marina high school in marina california not the marina in san francisco Uh but a very small town kind of deprived high school at the time uh-huh. it was like a military elementary school that they converted into a high school a few years before i got huh. there so it was like still just kind of getting set up yeah but. so you were you were the the class dj and people really did not like the music i played <laughs> and so they would come unplug the sound system oh wow like three times throughout yeah. lunch and you they knew that, right back in. that my laptop battery didn't work so it shut off if it wasn't plugged in uh-huh. So it'd be a full, f- like, five to ten minutes of uh-huh. restarting every time. So wow. a lot of lunches, we'd get two or three songs in, and that was it. Yeah, damn. Um, so that was pretty discouraging. Yeah, and then that I- almost, um, sorry if I could put it in, that reminds me of, um, I remember reading, I think it was just, like, an excerpt, excerpt from some, like, um, book about, like, a story, you know, the history of house music and whatnot, and, um, they were talking about the history of DJ cages, you know, like the cage around the DJ booth yeah. is from when house house DJs would first start playing at hip hop clubs. They would get like bottles thrown at them because yeah. people did not Crazy. fuck with it. And so they had to literally, I feel like there's some parallels. I there. could have gone for so, a yeah. cage then. <laughs> yeah. I'd have changed the story. Uh-huh. It might have let you get four songs out yeah. before they fucking got through <laughs> yeah. the walk. Yeah. And it was like, it was discouraging, but it was also, it wasn't so much like, oh, I did a bad job. It was like, how do I put these on? Like, how do I put this? Yeah these kids onto this like music that is yeah. not top 40 so i was like just trying to find ways to make it work and whatever and then kind of kind of didn't dj a lot for a bit after that and then maybe like 2016 or something i was just like doing it for fun with my friends and they're like wait this is actually sick uh-huh. i was just like chopping like skrillex into like jungle music or something yeah and then that kind of got me to start taking it a little more seriously and um yeah i think i think prior to that most of my experience with djs was like people that were booked by the city of marina to dj at the youth center or something uh-huh. who were like playing just like barrier rap and like which was cool but i saw it as like oh it's just like a job to them like they're just pulling up and doing this at events yeah. like as their whatever like there wasn't as much like kind of creative freedom totally and so then when i started hearing mixes like i think the first really big kind of game-changing mixes i heard were Tycho's burning man sunrise sets just because they cover so much ground like Mm -hmm. he will play like ambient idm drum and bass house techno 
indie, just like mm-hmm. all this stuff and make it this big, like kind of cinematic thing. And then, uh, yeah, somehow we're here now. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> that's, I, I'm really interested by the, the scene of like a young Wyatt DJing at lunch and like having kids come and like rip that shit out because they don't, I wonder if you think, um, how like those early, cause I feel like I started, I mean, A, I started DJing way. I started, I didn't even listen to house music till like 2020. You know, so like very different. But um, the first like my first DJing experiences was at um, shout out Motive Santa Cruz doing like a Thursday night college night and you know playing like top forties to a crowd and just like as as opposed to you you were like how can I get these kids on the house like how can I change your mind I was just like I will play you whatever you want please yeah. don't leave like oh, you want Bad Bunny I will play you twenty Bad Bunny songs in a row you know and I feel like obviously I'm I'm really blessed to like be at a place now where I'm not doing a weekly top 40 night, you know, and that like, I'm, you know, maybe like, you know, there's still, we still got a long way to go, but like playing to crowds that like appreciate dance music and stuff. I mean, people Um, come, they trust that you're going to give them. Yeah, totally. But you know, I still feel like that, um, those early experiences really do still like influence my like philosophy when I'm DJing and like how much I play to the crowd and like, you know, kind of, like, let the crowd guide me. I wonder how you think that, um, like, those early experiences and, like, your kind of, like, resilience in the face of that, you know, dance music hate, like, carries over into how you DJ now. Yeah, no, it was, I definitely took a lot from it because I was still, I wasn't just playing things that were, like, totally left field to scare people. I was like, how can we find some compromise here? Uh Like, how can I, like, maybe I can find a cool like two-step remix of a song that people do know or something that's so crazy like, that how old were you uh like 14 she's like 15. yo let me find a two-step <laughs> remix <laughs> i don't know if i would have called it that yeah but i would totally, been like yeah. i know what that sounds like yeah so that, me, that's super fair but yeah. still that's just so um it is you are like most honestly most people i've interviewed i mean i don't know about most i know i interviewed rain steph and uh she's been producing for fucking like decades plus but um but like a lot of like even like Tom Marcy and shit like started DJing like four years ago. You know, yeah, so I mean, it's... so many of my like Bonita baby uh-huh. started about a year ago. Yeah, like started listening to house music maybe fourteen months ago. Uh huh. It's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, they're fucking. Like, yeah, they're mean with it too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, but okay, we got what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, I like your response to like you know trying to like I-, I think a word that stuck out to me is compromise finding compromise with the crowd um like I think some it's, common ground yeah a common ground i think that's a really good way for dance music djs who like maybe aren't um is that sound- yeah, okay that sounds a lot better sorry <laughs> be closer to a little closer no it was just hey. sounding so echoey yeah. um yeah sorry audience at home <laughs> um but yeah, I think like finding that um, compromise is like really, um, especially if you're playing to like, you know, I think with, um, and we'll, we'll like get to this and touch on this more later, but like with the audience and kind of like fan base you've been able to cultivate with Vitamin 1K, my guess is that you have more leeway to like explore and do what you want and kind of like come in with confidence that like these people know who I am. They're here yeah. for a techno event. They're here for this event, you know, but um, yeah. But, like, back to the... 
sorry. Not you, it's not your fault. Um, like, uh, I definitely have still had to take that compromise from then, just because, like, in the last year since I started having some DJ gigs, like, I've had so many completely different DJ opportunities. Uh-huh. So, like, trying to, like, understand what my style is and then how it can be presented in these different situations. Yeah. Because, like, I've supported, like, Tycho and skin on skin and like just people who are on totally different sides of the spectrum um or like even just stuff where uh like i dj'd at our friend abby's club coloring thing a while back uh-huh. where it's like you're doing coloring pages and like just kind of chilling like yeah. i can't bring like breaks techno there <laughs> like it's not yeah. gonna work so finding a way to kind of adapt that style to work with different kinds of people who are there for different reasons to hear different stuff. Yeah. I'm not I, always good at it. I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, but. of course. We all are. Um, I think that's something I, I really try to like, especially when I'm... Um, I, I'm thinking specifically of my one friend. Shout out Jackson. He's about to play at Temple for the first time. He just started DJing recently. Um, and he, he's like just started to um, play out, get his like first gigs and whatnot. And um, I think like struggles a lot. And I mean, I know I struggled with this a lot. And like you said, you know, we're all like continuing to to learn and get better at it um but being able to like not be like overwhelmed with like or basically not get too much in your own head about like okay like this is you know i play this music but the headliner plays this music or the club is this music or the promoters and event group that are putting me on usually do this kind of kind of music and i know especially early on it can be like tempting to just kind of you throw everything like your whole your taste out the window you yeah, know and you it's got too far in that direction yeah there's your sound for yeah that. which you know like obviously you don't want to pull up to you know whatever it is a top 40s event and play Luffield techno like whatever silly example you want you know you got you got to like be smart about it but um i think being able to like take what you do well and then you know do a version of it that fits for whatever is like a really important skill and um just like being able to like learn how you walk that line best is just gonna like create the best you know yeah the best outcomes and even just like reading the room and just understanding like even if i am opening for someone who's gonna play 150 bpm techno like if i'm djing from 8 to 9 p.m and the room's pretty empty just knowing how to like yeah do something that feels like it's in the same universe that's like yeah gonna let people kind of ease into the night or whatever yeah that makes me kind of want to transition into a topic i want to talk about i feel like when you were like in the same universe um you know you kind of want to like match the same like energy almost and that also i want to talk about your your i've i've like briefly in clubs talked to you about it just your your philosophy around like energy and I know, obviously, like, you refer to Vitamin 1K as the energy crew. Pretty sure you have energy tattooed on your arm. I do. You do? <laughs> yeah. Um, what is, yeah, there we go. Why, um, you know, what, what, is, what does energy mean to you in the context of dance music? Well, and Why is like, it so important? It's, it's hard to say because I feel like at its core, it's just kind of vague. It's like everything else aside from like the, the concrete aspects of it. Mm-hmm. It's like the glue between everything and like, yeah. like what is it, you know? So like <laughs> I've, like I've told you before, like when we advertise our events, like we might say like, oh, there's going to be some house and some techno and whatever, but we generally stick to just kind of describing the feeling of being there or just what the energy yeah. is. Cause a lot of people 
now, especially with like TikTok and just like how dance music is kind of spread into the mainstream in the last couple of years, like people don't always know what they're listening to. Like they might really like techno, but not know that it's called techno. And they might think maybe they really like techno, but they don't know that it's techno and they think they don't like techno, but they uh-huh. really do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's easy to kind of confuse some people, but also like if if people are more drawn to just the feeling of being there than they are a specific sound, it's just kind of, yeah, I don't know how to explain it exactly. Yeah, but. well, I, I, th- I think that, um, that, what's the word? Strategy, not strategy, that perspective. I think, you know, at least in my mind has like really worked in your guys' favor with vitamin K. You know, when you look at like a crew called like Garage Access, like literally Garage is their name. Like for us, like two like dance music heads, we're like, fuck yeah, we love garage music. (laughs) Like book sick garage artists. But you know, to someone who doesn't have dance music consume all parts of their day and they just want to like go out and listen to some music, you know, like they don't know, they don't know what Garage is. Like that doesn't mean anything for them. And so like to go to a show where it's all garage music like not to say like i'm not that's not what garage action shows mm-hmm. are i'm not trying to like shit on garage yeah. access just use them as an example of like oh God, jesus so christ sorry. no don't fucking <laughs> sorry to the people at home but the, the mics are giving us a little trouble don't worry yeah we're good though um but like you know because you're right that a lot of people especially people who aren't just like dance music nerds like don't know what they're listening to yeah especially like you know i'm thinking of like the skin on skin show i went to you know like you go into that dark sweaty red basement you know it's Mm -hmm. like you're not like oh boy i hope i hear a lot of techno music you know someone literally dm me like how would you describe that music yeah exactly i'm like um I don't, I don't know. know. There's a, yeah. there's so many like so much <laughs> of the stuff like that that we listen to. Also, like you really can't even uh-huh. file into a specific place. Like, yeah, electronic and, music is so broad now that yeah. almost all the music I listen to has like very clear elements of like three completely different styles in it. Yeah, you know? most definitely. Um, and I don't want to just like be in a box. Like it's yeah. it's great that we can book people like Paris and Ploy, who like almost everybody I talk here talk to hear about like don't recognize but then they come just like knowing it's a vitamin party and yeah whatever it is like the music's probably gonna be good yeah exactly you know people go in there and then they're just like you know maybe i don't go to a lot of raves or whatever but like this is kind of sick yeah. like this is cool no, you know i love how many people come to our shows who otherwise have never and don't otherwise go to clubs or raves or even listen to that music yeah and they still come and they have a blast yeah because it's got that energy yeah okay sick um yeah let's let's talk about vitamin 1k a little bit um i'm interested roll back the clock a little bit um talk about kind of like the inception like when it started yeah what what was the idea behind it at the very beginning you know what was your vision for it when you were just um yeah getting started when it was just an idea yeah so i my my dear friend Nathan and I, he's a he was one of the original people there on the floor when Vitamin One Thousand came into existence. Um, we were friends in high school, like we DJed together and just did all kinds of stuff together. Um, and we were into cars for a while. He still is more so. Um, I'm not into like modifying or working on cars, but 
I was really interested in like uh, just like all the design and just kind of stuff surrounding like so we we started this thing called 7.3 Motorsport and we were basically just wanted to have an entity that was like just made it look like it was something bigger than us uh-huh. like some kind of organization not just two people um, like a name and a brand and we yeah. were just going to use it to like try to get into car shows and take pictures for free and I was just like researching like weird like European hatchbacks in the 80s and specifically like the brand that they built around it that you don't really see now just like everything that was in their advertising to like kind of go with it so we were doing that in like 2017 and then I was just not I didn't really care enough about cars and I was like what can we do with like this kind of model that is like more versatile and can just kind of be anything and adapt like over time um and we're like I don't know it's just make something and we're in the kitchen and the first thing we saw was a vitamin c 1000 milligram bottle tight um so great vitamin we just took that and went with it and then i was just using it to post like design samples like if you scroll all the way to the bottom all of our posts are still there from 2018 um and that was when i moved to long beach for a bit with my then girlfriend and um I was just kind of on my own, not really meeting people or going out at all, and just using that time to study electronic music, try to understand like what the whole global club culture was and stuff. So there was definitely kind of a lot of music-adjacent stuff popping up on there. I just didn't know what I wanted to do with it. It was almost like a mood board. Yeah. And then I went to my first actual rave in March 2019, which was Beyond Wonderland. Tight. Um, we had won tickets and Dead Mouse was playing. Otherwise, uh-huh. I probably wouldn't have gone. Yeah, and then, I thought it would have been fun. And then I was just like, what is this? Like, I was just, before that, I was like, I don't like EDM at all. Like, I liked electronic music, dance music. But just yeah. like that whole scene, I was not about. And then I pulled up and I was just like so blown away by everything that was happening. Like the actual rave part of it. Yeah. Aside from the music. And so then after that, I was very motivated to find other kinds of rave that was like adjacent so I was learning a lot about like old school hardcore gabber like just the whole jungle movement um and through our first ever event in the Monterey Bay in 2019 um so that was when it really started shifting in the direction of music like I knew for sure I want this to be something um so yeah, we threw a rave at an abandoned military bunker down there, bought some speakers on Craigslist, just like figured it all out. Yeah, <laughs> um, totally. Yeah, and then COVID happened. Um, I lived in London for a few months, went to some clubs there, just tried to understand it's cool. everything there. Um, and then, yeah, spent all of... I moved to SF right at the beginning of COVID, spent that time just reading RA, trying to understand the clubs here, the different mm-hmm. promoters, the different parties, when they happen, what gets played where, so that I'd be kind of ready to go when things did open. Yeah. Um, so then when things reopened, we started the supplement series, um, which you just dropped on yeah, today. Shout out. If you have not already heard that, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Idiots. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, that's kind of that's where it came from. And then... yeah. How did you um, meet, like, your little, your crew of SF DJs that you have now? Yeah, when I moved up here, went up here, um, uh-huh. 
and I couldn't really go meet people because it was like a whole year and a half of it. Totally. Um, so I live in a seven bedroom apartment and <laughs> like right when I moved in, most of the people left. Uh-huh. And so we were just scrambling on Craigslist trying to get all the rooms filled. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those rooms was taken by SF Cowboy, Arthur, who I did not know. Damn. Um, and then we just listened to some house music and played Mario Kart, kicked it. and uh, <laughs> The rest of this history? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You guys yeah. went off Craigslist? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But lucky him. Lucky. <laughs> lucky I mean, me too. Yeah. Well, out. no. I, true. But like, um, was he was he like DJing at the time? Um, yeah, he had DJed before. Oh, okay, um, for sure. Like when he was in college, he was DJing like nice. just frat parties and stuff. I um, yeah, been there. Like playing a lot of <laughs> probably similar scenarios to you, just yeah. playing like top forty and whatever a lot of the time. Yeah, but then also, a lot of like Chris Lake and Fisher. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of. Yeah. But then also just like having his own kind of interest in other stuff. Totally. And yeah, and then when we started getting um, actual events like last summer is when we kind of said like okay this is our crew and this is who's in it yeah and that was basically determined by like all right these are all of our friends who yeah. are DJing so like we're all part of the crew mm-hmm. um, since then some people have like just kind of not been as engaged and like people have careers like not yeah. everyone's trying to drop everything and be a DJ but literally um, <laughs> it's hard when especially like as a young person, like the ability to drop everything and be a DJ, I feel like has so many factors and yeah. like your generational wealth and your like just like every you know and like your ability to fucking slum it for a few years, you yeah, know. That's where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> people are like, "Oh, it's so cool." You're like, "All you're doing is music now. It's so nice you can make a living off that." Oh, yeah, a living? <laughs> don't get don't get this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Make no mistake, I'm not making a living. Yeah, but, totally. Uh, but yeah, we actually, because there's like, like we haven't added anybody since the initial kind of group. Yeah. Um, but since everything has just kind of changed and there's like other people who are a lot more engaged, um, it's not super out there yet, but mm-hmm. by the time this airs probably will be. We added four DJs this oh, week tight. for the first time ever. Damn. Vertigo, Clearcast, Mothbot, and Skis are all. Nice. Good, good shit. No, I, I mean, honestly, I kind of thought a lot of them were like already they're just yeah so like that was their thing it was like know? they've already done so much to help they're yeah. always there supporting like they add so much value to everything yeah. um and so really it was just yeah. like those are some talented people bit. too oh those, like some yeah. of the most talented kind people i know for sure yeah we're That's very sick. lucky to have them cool well shout out them oh absolutely um okay yeah well so let's talk about you guys have had i mean it's i can only imagine it's been a crazy year um what are some when you look back i'm sure there's a lot but like some things that stick out in your mind of like kind of moments when you're like you know i'm sure you had your you know your three first parties and then you were like three more parties you're like oh shit you know this is kind of going well and then i'm sure you just kind of had like a few moments that stacked on top of each other like oh shit that was crazy (laughs) oh shit that was crazy you know like what are what are some like highlights i mean that's the thing i've been like trying to take more time to look back more recently but Uh like even when the craziest night we've ever had is happening, I'm like hard at work on the next four or five things. Yeah. So I get home at six in the morning, sleep a few hours, wake up, grinding on a flyer, you know, just doing. Yeah. Don't really have time to think about it, but there have been a lot of those those really good moments for yeah. sure. I mean, the first time we did a club event in SF was at Club Wizama with Natural Selection. Um, yeah, shout out Natural Selection too. Also, yeah, huge homies, great DJs excellent heads um it like just mega 
overpacked. Like so many people came, and that was really exciting because mm-hmm. we figured first shows are not going to go well, and it was yeah. just, that was crazy for us. And then, what do I you mean, think? We've had it, to, to interject really quick, and we'll, we'll get back to it. But like, if you had to guess, like what what do you think you owe that early success to? You know, like to having those those first couple shows have such good turnouts. I mean, there's a lot of factors for sure. I mean, it was it was a really great lineup. We had uh, Tall was on there, Richard, uh, Trivern, oh damn, Zach, yeah. and then it was me uh, and Bonita's baby back to back, and then SF Cowboy, who people people didn't know us at all then. Um, yeah, but I think Club by Zama had like not really done a whole lot of dance events there prior, or like not recently at least. Um, we did put up a lot of flyers around town, <laughs> put like 40 bucks on an Instagram ad maybe. Nice. But I mean, there's been so many times, especially early on where we just like didn't have an answer. Yeah. Like how are people so down? It's yeah. just like shocking. Yeah. It's a good, a good, you know, good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, every warehouse party we do has just kind of set the new like yeah. benchmark like that was the craziest moment pretty much uh-huh. <laughs> um but gosh yeah it's hard to even think right now like we we started doing shows here uh less than a year ago and we've done uh i think goldie would be our 30th yeah also what the fuck like goldie yeah, dude, jesus christ <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah that shit is so crazy how did that like I mean, I, I you know don't don't like give away the game or whatever, but like you know when um like does Public Works approach you with that? Like, are you reaching out to Goldie? Like, how does how does that fucking happen? That I mean, that's that's the result of a lot of time proving ourselves and just kind of like trying to do our best. But uh, we have a really good relationship with Public Works. Um, yeah, great club. Yeah, there's um, I I don't know. I would love to <laughs> no, totally, but yeah. to plug this person because I appreciate them so much, but I also don't know if they really want like the yeah. world just like approaching them. A hundred percent being like, hey, yo, okay. yeah. <laughs> but, you okay. Yeah. Keep a goldie for me. <laughs> but one of the first nights I ever went there, I met this person in the smoking area who happened to be from Pacific Grove uh, in Monterey Bay as well. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about the rage that that crew threw in the 90s in Monterey and... Um, yeah, just a really good friend and someone who's really supported Vitamin 1000 from the beginning um, and has kind of seen the impact we've had and, like, the interest that people have. And so the first party we got put on for there was the loft for Peach and Gerd Jensen in the main room. Yeah. And it was us and Clearcast and Farsight upstairs. Um, Shout out Farsight to you. Oh. I'm yeah, so hyped for the boiler room to come out. Me too. The boiler room was another one of the craziest I nights bet. for sure. I'm just, <laughs> I I was so sad I missed that when I yeah. saw how fucking crazy it that was looked. Crazy. And also the lineup. God fucking damn. It like, was like a music festival. Basically. Literally. Yeah. But um. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we've, we've done quite a few shows in the loft. Like both doing just like covering the loft when it's a full space event and then we've also yeah. done a couple like Baltra, Miley Sirius, Paris, yeah. where it's just the loft. That was my so, first um first time I think I saw any um like Vitamin K affiliates before I'd met you or like knew really like of you guys, but it was um 
me and my friends were just like looking for a place to go after Portola. We pulled up a Shy Girl and um, saw Erica's set. Um, and we stayed, we didn't see any of Shy Girl. Oh, cause, yeah, <laughs> we just came upstairs and we were like, yeah, this is kind of sick. And awesome. um, we had, we had like friends, me and my friends had made um, friends from Arizona at Lightning in a Bottle. They like came out and then like they came out for Portola. We just like went to Arizona to hang out with them for Gem and Jam. But um, they were just like blown away by the fact that the club had like two rooms. I mm-hmm. guess like in like um, wherever they're from in Arizona, it's like not. That's that's really sweet, you know. And so they just thought it was super. And also like the loft of Public Works is just sick. The little it's tree a house club. moment. It's yeah. a fantastic club. It's like one of my the favorites. Easily size sound system for the room. Like yeah. it's not too loud or extreme, and it's yeah. just like especially when it's full, it just sounds so. It's good. also I think it runs such a good. It walks the line so well of like getting you know they're about to have john fucking summit play there which mm. that is silly but something <laughs> <laughs> honestly i will say i john summit's a very divisive character yeah i like to refer to him as kind of like the drake of techno yeah i mean and, he's just like kind of like an asshole for the sake of being like silly right i don't know i mean i don't i, I don't know enough about him i don't like follow uh, him closely no me, heard, me, like, me no i know his whole thing is like I go go. Let's go to the afters and do drugs, you know, yeah. or whatever. Um, but like, I just know like my last um, interview guest snack, um, who's like a very like hard techno head, fucking hates John Summit. Um, and is like very vocal about it. And like, there's a lot of. I feel like it's either you either love him or you hate him. Yeah. Is like what I've gotten. And I <laughs> like to walk the middle ground. I think he's all right. Yeah. I saw him at um fucking the New Year's Eve Midway. Was mm-hmm. it Fresh Start? Oh yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, I fine. mean, there's like, there's just so much music, and yeah. <laughs> it makes me very happy that there's that that John Summit music makes people happy. Like yeah. that's cool. Like I'm not gonna hate anything for any reason. It's yeah. just not worth you the energy hate to have. Some things like, for some reason. There are some things I hate, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but not. John but Summit. I like don't want to devote any energy. Yeah, like I don't even. Just, like, I don't even think about it. Techno. Yeah, like. <laughs> I, but, I, mean, I just spent 100% of my time dialing in on the things that I do really yeah, like. And, I think that you know. is a very healthy way to look at life. <laughs> um, but anyway, what I was just going to say is um, about Public Works is that it walks such a line. Like, obviously, they get amazing headliners. They get John Summit. They got fucking, I mean, I don't know. I've L- seen so many of my The favorite. list could go on. Yeah, some of my favorite shows ever. I just, um, fucking X Club, Miley Serious. Yeah. Shout Four out Plan, One Floor Records, too. Ben UFO. Um, oh, uh, was he at Public Works? That's the first time I ever went there. Damn. Yeah. I've uh, missed Ben UFO every single time we've came to the Bay, and it pains me to no end. I um, I haven't missed any because I, <laughs> I truly could not yeah. continue after missing a Ben UFO set. No. It's, um, <laughs> but anyway, I feel like they, it's like great sound system, great production. You yeah. know, like you feel like you're at a club. You feel like you're at a rave when you're in there, but they also have like a DIY feel that like 1015 does not, you know, yeah. the audio I tempo like... like does not, which I like, you know, their drinks aren't $16. Like mm. they're, you know, there's no VIP section. Like there's, you know, it's, I mean the loft, there's no lighting or fog at all. Yeah. There's... It's just like a room. There's a disco ball. Um, I do love a disco ball. I feel like I haven't even seen it on one of our shows, but, um, we just do the projector. It's like you're there for the music, you know. Vibes yeah. always stay pretty solid there. I think. I think when it's like a big kind of production style club, people are. I don't know. I, I've had a lot of fun at a lot of clubs. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out Public Works. Um, 
so get us back on track a little bit. So yeah, we were just talking about some highlights, um, all the warehouse shows. I'm yet to catch one, and also I'm um, playing a show on the third. I know, so sad. Shout out Crip Ecstasy though; it's gonna be an amazing show. Oh, that's show. gonna be a great show. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I saw that. No, shout out Octavia Rose. Um, it's gonna be a really special night. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already, if you're one of the like three people in San Francisco that didn't buy the club vitamin ticket, <laughs> I think I think there's more than three. So yeah. <laughs> all the rest of you, that is Crip Ecstasy. That is Crip definitely... Ecstasy's almost sold out too, though. So great. it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna awesome. be a great show. Anyway, um, yeah. Anything else? I almost want to just interject because I was. You know, jealous isn't the word, but it also is. Um, mall grab. I fucking love. I don't think there's an artist that's been more influential to me yeah. than mall grab. Um, that must have been. And then, um, was that your first time playing on the main stage at 10:15? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had never DJed at 10:15, and then within like three weeks, DJed all three rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was that was really fun. Um, yeah, those were the best, right? Yeah, and we were, I mean, when it's a Thursday night, they'll usually have someone after the headliners so that people don't have to stay out super late if they don't want to. Yeah. Then they have the option if they want to stay a little Makes longer. Sense. So we were like, okay, the crowd is only going to get smaller. Like, yeah. What do we do to convince people to stay here after the headliner they came yeah, for? After on fucking mall grab. Yeah. You know, who's undoubtedly uh, just going to like tear the place down. So we were really, I was just kind of going into it knowing like, it's gonna shrink and yeah. people totally stayed it was so much fun it looked like the videos were, looked there crazy. were people until then uh, hell yeah so that was that was really awesome mm-hmm. um yeah same mall grab like i found probably in like 2015 or 16 or something oh wow so you were you just were on like, his like lo-fi house YouTube, phase. yeah um Back yeah, before his, just his little like, like techno demon art. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a little little more kind of lighthearted now. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, but, I know. There's just um, there's a comment on one of his like one of his like seven boiler rooms when it was like probably like 2017, 2018, and yeah. they, they were like he's entering his techno demon phase. And yeah, I was like that. <laughs> I it might have been like maybe his first boiler room in Paris or something. That I used to just watch all the time. Great boiler room that Paris one. I would one just watch it ones. knowing he was like around our age or maybe slightly older yeah like early wow. 20s it's, though in that it's one possible it's possible it very much is and yeah, yeah. Then i got to dj with him that was crazy yeah nuts not with him but after him yeah and same party you know yeah. same stage um looking forward next maybe we'll go like next year and then just like infinitely into the future what are some goals what are some what would you like to see come out of vitamin 1k yeah, it's tricky. Um, like, I think I kind of, like I said, like when I started it, I wanted it mm-hmm. to be as flexible as possible. Yeah. And I like to continue that kind of amb- ambiguity. Is that the word? Ambiguity. That's yeah, right. yeah, that's a word. Like kind of yeah. keep it a little bit ambiguous, like not lock ourselves into a yeah, single Yeah, let, let the universe give you your path. Yeah, because like I, bit. obviously I had goals before, but could not at all have foreseen what the last year was. Totally. So every time I had a goal, like these other things were just presenting themselves. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not going to just like forgo this insane opportunity to yeah. chase some slightly different goal. Yeah. So we've really just kind of been riding the wave and trying to stick to the vision and yeah, just, just be intentional and real about everything. Um, so this summer we're mostly just doing like one or like one show a month there might be like two shows there's two shows in june 
but just trying to instead of just do the maximum just like do fewer things that are all amazing um i mean i love doing shows with huge artists like these people that i've loved for so long yeah um but there is like definitely a lot of stress that comes with it like an extreme amount um yeah knowing like like we lost money on three shows last month for the first time Mm -hmm. um when this is like pretty much my only income yeah and like just having to work with these people coming from other countries like there's just so many variables and not knowing what's going on in the city or if people are going to come or just how it's going to go so it's like it's not i feel like it's not super sustainable to just try to keep booking big artists all the time yeah like the warehouse is so awesome because it's all homies Mm-hmm. sold out right away like we don't even have to be tripping about breaking even on something or like how we're gonna yeah. push it or like oh what if we can't cover their flight costs and it comes out of pocket or whatever yeah. like it's like i don't want to be stressed i want to just do things that are enjoyable all the time yeah you know that makes sense so i don't really me too like we want to just continue the growth and kind of the vision but not i don't know if there's a really specific like yeah end goal we want to we want to try to just kind of expand beyond sf more yeah just like have a little bit more of a presence yeah you did your first la show a little bit ago actually our first club show ever was in la oh um yeah someone it was pam sessions shout out um tweeted last year like we have an opening at catch one on june 18th anyone want it Uh like hella people responded and she was like yeah you guys only have 300 followers but this looks sick like can try it out and then Tight. that was like our first kind of like see how this goes and it went really well and then we did our second one down there a couple of weeks ago and it did not go well but that's fine <laughs> happens to the best of yeah. us <laughs> that's yeah. funny <laughs> that's, um, yeah we probably won't be going back for a bit but yeah i mean you know and like obviously it's great to like put out there but yeah if you're fucking selling out shows in like a day with the homies and sf like why go to la yeah (laughs) that's that's it was a great learning opportunity just to see like going somewhere where there were a lot of people coming and they were like interested but here it's so cool because like there's a community that's formed of just people who come to our shows yeah like we see familiar faces those people recognize each other like having that sense of just like everybody's kind of there together yeah Um, totally and i think la is scene is just completely backwards from ours like huh. their underground scene is really great there's tons of great warehouse spaces yeah, like most I of bet. the big promoters like primarily just do warehouse shows and then mm-hmm. there's like a handful of clubs that are either like very commercial like edm stuff or they're like i don't i i hope <laughs> yeah i gotta i hope no one from la is listening I, I, yeah i shouldn't say anymore <laughs> no i've played in la once but it was this really small like diy type of thing we were in a um like a dance studio that was like converted into like a little club and there was like 20 people in the audience but it was sick that they sounds, paid me really well better. um they paid me really well and it was just really cool to be able to tell people that i was driving to la to do a show yeah. you know that was always just it was like a year ago so it was yeah. you know um a little earlier on so it just made me feel cool which yeah. is always nice yeah totally <laughs> um yeah you know let's um talk a little bit maybe um move away a little bit from talking about vitamin 1k 
hone in a little bit more on you. One thing I want to talk about um, that I talk about all with all like the DJs that I bring on here. Um, but I'm especially excited to talk to you about. I'm always just so interested to kind of like dive into the like specifics in like niches of you know like you craft as a DJ. I talked. I have like a lot of producers. I had Rain Stefan, who is just like an insane experimental producer and just like was going on and on about sound design and all this shit which was like undoubtedly so interesting but i just like had no had no idea what he was talking about or they um she was talking about um i had some idea but like not a lot but um i would just love to talk about like your process of like crate digging especially because you know i don't know not to like I don't know. I'll just give you a compliment. Like your ID is fucking the. You know, you you. I'm always very impressed by. Um, you know, I love a DJ set where I don't know any of the music. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's something that like I didn't get enough of in like the scene in Santa Cruz. Yeah, and, you know, they're playing all to that. a crowd. Exactly. Wanna... Yeah, and I also think like I also think that there's very much like it. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> It's gonna be the last time. It's I gonna be yeah. We got like ten minutes left. We'll, we'll try to get through it. Um, you know, I I think there's like something to be said, and it's kind of dumb to like specifically be like, I'm not gonna play a single song that people know. Yeah. You know, like fuck people being excited and singing along to music they love. Right. But you know, there's also like, especially as someone who's like just more of an electronic music head, like you know, your sets are very. Um, I just get like put onto a lot of cool shit. So I'm interested. Like, how do you? You know, just in, like, some kind of, like, specifics. Like, how, where are you finding your music? What does that process look like? You know, not to g- give away as much of the process as you want, but just, like, are you on Spotify? Are you, like, going through SoundCloud? You know, what is it? Like, if you're going to sit down and look for some music, what does that look yeah. like? Yeah, I think it's I think it's to my, my benefit and my downfall that I literally listen to, like, 98% electronic music. Yeah, like, same almost nothing I, I really don't enjoy listening to vocals very much um hmm. i just feel like instrumental music has so much more space to like can kind of mean whatever you want it to mean you know huh, yeah um so like pretty much all of the music that i've found or listened to in the last 10 years is something that i still consider for when i'm djing um so a lot of just kind of like older influences and stuff but on my like day-to-day crate digging um I do use Spotify. Um, It is great for kind of just moving around. You can, like, definitely find a lot of stuff, but there's definitely also, like, an algorithm presence and kind of more of a, I don't know, it's a good way to find, like, music that other people are also finding at the same time as you. Yeah. Um, Bandcamp. I pretty much always find like a ton of tracks if I go digging for a couple hours. Um, yeah. Just like going to a track that I really like, seeing who else bought it, and then looking through their libraries. Because cool. like if you bought this track, yeah, and I did too. Then like odds are you have some other stuff I like. Yeah. Um, but probably the biggest is YouTube. Um, huh. I'm yeah. subscribed to like dozens of channels. Like uh, shout out uh, Blue Dollar Bills, SWL Two Ton. Uh, OO UK Funky OO uh, those are the spots there's a bunch of them where they're just like either premiering new tracks or like they take submissions some of them are also just uploading like old vinyl rips like stuff that's not available digitally Uh huh. so that's a really good way to find stuff that just slipped through the cracks was like never yeah like not 
stuff that's really it's not on streaming it's not really anywhere else um and yeah i honestly like my attention span is so bad God. that i like yeah. really have trouble even listening to dj sets just yeah. on my own like no, at home too. i almost never do like yeah. i'm I want to be able to hear 30 seconds of a song and then go to the next one, you know? Yeah. Like own. I, I, I do the same exact thing, but I kind of, I fucking hate it. And like, it's I just, it's not good. And I have you seen Spotify just rolled out their own version of like reels yeah. or TikToks where it's literally you like scroll through and then oh, it's just, right. it like does it, it does what I've been doing myself when I'm like stoned and just like want to get through so much music yeah. where I skip to the chorus, listen for 15 seconds and yeah. then go to the next one. But I mean, just, there's so much good music. It does like, that you don't have time you. to listen to the whole thing. Oh, yeah, like if I, I can just hear a glimpse of like how yeah. the sound is, I yeah. can usually know like oh, that, exactly that yeah. brass sounds tacky or like oh this is too much like it wouldn't yeah. fit with my yeah. I just worry that like I I think what that has led to me is that I go through and I'm like that song this song's sick this song's sick this song's sick and then I have like five hundred I don't know but you know I'll add like fifty IDs to my you know USB in a week and. I've only heard all of three of them, you know, and like, I just, I don't know if that's the best. I, I, I've recently trying to been focusing on not just like constantly adding new music, but getting really good and familiar with the music I have. Cause like at the end of the day, well, it's really cool for me to like know that I have all these sick new IDs. Like if I'm playing realistically, like a show or two a month, the audience doesn't give a shit. They just want to hear good music. And I have good music. I've yeah. been crate digging for years. Like, I've got enough. Like, yeah. Realistically, I mean, you know. I think, and like, I think a lot of people probably feel the same. But there's definitely, like, I don't really get any satisfaction usually from playing songs that I've already played out a bunch of times. Uh-huh. Like, it just feels better to, like, yeah. have some tracks I'm excited about or something. Yeah. So, like, I guess it's kind of a good thing. But I'm I'm just so busy. Like I yeah. in the last month, I think I got more than four hours of sleep in a night, like once or twice. Jesus, like I'm just working all the time. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I don't really have that much time to just sit and devote time to nothing but digging very often. Yeah. So it's more of a passive thing. I'm just like you know skipping through a playlist while I'm working or something. Yeah. Um, but because of that, it's made me kind of listen to and know my music better that I already do have. Yeah. Like, I'll just shuffle, especially on road trips, I'll shuffle my entire library and just try to find tracks that I forgot about or haven't thought yeah. about in a while. And, yeah. I always tell people, like, just knowing your songs is, like, probably the most important thing. 100%. Because like, you could not even know the equipment. And if you know, like, oh, the vocal's coming in in four bars. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And if you and don't know that, even if you're, like, doing everything else right, it's like, oh, I didn't know that was coming. Now it sounds bad. Yeah. No, there's nothing worse than, like, um like mixing in a song with vocals and then like the song you're playing cuts in vocals you weren't expecting and yeah. it sounds like shit yeah <laughs> so yeah it sucks when i have a gig i'm really excited about and then i pull up having had like no time to put a set together yeah i've downloaded like five bangers off Bandcamp this morning <laughs> and like i don't really know yeah how they go i just exactly. know they're like good yeah how do so. you um like if you have a show you're really excited about what does like that prep work look like it honestly like there's a good way to do it and then there's a bad way which is like 65 percent of the time yeah uh, there's a good way to do it and then there's the way that it usually happens yeah (laughs) um i mean so often i'm just like it's like yes i really need to be working on this set for something in a week but like this flyer needs to be done today yeah and like this thing needs to be done tomorrow so it's like 
I'll get immediate repercussions if I don't do something else first. Yeah. Versus working on the set, it's like it's not until the day of where I'm like, yeah, shoot, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Um, you know, sick. That is honestly about all the time that we have. All right. Yeah. And well, I guess there's a mix coming soon too. There is a mix. There's a mix coming right after this that I think you're yet to record. I have yet to record it, but, but it'll I hope happen. you enjoy it. It'll be great. I, I, I am, um, I have no doubts. Um, so this is going to come out. This is going to be hard for you to do the mental math. Cause I'm going to let you plug shit, but like, so yeah. it's not this coming Thursday, but then two weeks after that, <laughs> okay. I don't even know what day that is, but just like, honestly, whatever, just like shout out your Instagrams. Like how can people find you? How can people find vitamin one? Adware one K Adware one K on Instagram. That's me. Uh, yeah, definitely follow vitamin one K. If you have not already stay tuned. Um, we're going to throw some exquisite parties this summer and I hope to see you there. Um, yeah, hit us up if you have any questions. I hope to dance with you all soon. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy the mix. I think, I think they will. Well, thank you so much for sitting down. You guys are listening to the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. You are tuned in to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Make sure to keep it locked. And we have a one-hour mix coming up from the one and only Adware. Keep it locked, guys. Thank you so much for sitting down. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Community radio. All your friends are doing it.
Sorry about that, guys. Brief technical difficulties. We're going to get the mix up in just one second. I apologize for that, guys. Somebody... Definitely not me stepped on the cord just playing the music, but we're back. You guys are listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. We have our special guest this week, Adware, in the mix, giving us some beautiful techno music for the next hour. We have just under 30 minutes left. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have been, I hope you keep it locked. Listen to the rest of the mix. I'll be back, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that with another very special guest. Another huge shout out to Adware for sitting down with us this week, giving us a good chat and a good mix. Let's get right back into it.
we have just under 10 minutes to go thank you guys so much for tuning in of course you already know this but i'm gonna say it again you're tuned into bff.fm best frequencies forever this has been the hardcore heaven radio power hour one last huge thank you to our guest adware amazing mix super fun interview really love this episode yeah i'm gonna be back not next wednesday but the wednesday after that with another really fun guest another fun interview another fun mix thank you for spending your wednesday morning with me make sure to keep it tuned to bff.fm do not go anywhere up next is talk in noise at noon a fantastic program thank you guys so much for listening we're gonna let this mix play out we got about six minutes in 10 seconds left so i hope I hope they're a good six minutes. <laughs> I'm sure they will be. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.